Welcome to Time Out for Better Coaching, a podcast that goes beyond the X's and O's to explore the hows of coaching, how we relate to players, create stronger communities, and build healthy programs. Today on the Time Out for Better Coaching podcast, I'm pleased to welcome Keith Chatton. Keith has been in coaching a number of years, and he's uh, part of a dynamic, exciting new program called Coaches for Change, uh, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. So, Keith, thanks uh, so much for taking time to talk to us. Thanks for having me. So, Keith, let's just start out and just have you tell folks a little bit about uh, kind of how you got to where you are and, and sort of your journey in coaching. Well, first of all, I'm from a little town called Sylvester in South Georgia. So I played at Worth County High School, real, real good program back in the late 80s, early 90s. And then um, my coach, I went to the military after that, and then my coach told me that um, he had always thought I should be in, a, in the coaching ranks. And I knew how hard he worked and saw how our guys worked. And I told him there's no way that I'm getting in that kind of business because I see what he goes through. But long story short, you know, 20 years later, that you know, we're doing the same thing that he did, and I'm trying to use the same blueprint he used after – working at some schools in Georgia, at St. Pius, at Fitzgerald, and then at Worth County again. And then I've, I've worked for a couple of Hall of Famers, played for one. So I've taken everything that I thought they did positive and tried to reestablish that in my own program. Keith, what's, what I find so interesting uh, when I first sort of learned about you uh, via Twitter uh, is this program you are involved with called Coaches for Change. I'm wondering if you could just tell us generally a little bit about that program and how it started. Well, with everything that's going on for the last, I mean, it's been going on our whole lifetimes, but now with the news and social media, everybody sees everything. Um, we were sitting at home one night and then, you know, it was one of the, one of the events that happened that should not have happened. And my wife and I were just talking and I, and I pretty much just said, there's something that has to be done. And then we just went through scenarios, scenarios, scenarios and stuff like that. Then I run across the website called EJI.org. And what they do is they run a website, they run a business and they make sure everything that happens becomes mainstream. And they use their platform to, you know, they, they redo court cases and stuff like that. Uh, you know, pretty much, you know, African-American males and females to get into trouble for stuff they should not have gotten in trouble for. And they really raised the platform for that. So I really got interested in that, read a lot about them and saw some stuff about them. And then we just came up with the name Coaches for Change because we wanted to do something on a positive mindset. Because like I said, when we first come on, I'm from a small town in Georgia. And so everybody in my small town got along, everybody. I mean, there was no hate on, from my side or anybody else's side. We just all got along because we're in the same community. And now, you know, living in Atlanta and then now living in a big city of, you know, West Palm Beach area, I mean, it's just a melting pot. And then we just thought that we needed to do something positive because, let's be honest, 90% of the kids on our football teams over the years are African-American men or young men. So they need a voice and they need somebody of my color to be that voice to help them out. I'm not saying that just because you're my color has the answer. It's just because it's not normal for somebody of my skin tone to speak out so abundantly like I do. And so I, I figured it was our opportunity and our chance to get the message out. And it, it made a lot of people mad. And then it made a lot of people appreciative and we didn't do it for any pats on the back. We just did it because it's the right thing to do. 
yeah, each AI being the equal justice initiative. You know that that takes a lot of courage to take that to take that stance. You know, as you as you work with these young people on your team, and I wonder how you um, you know how you how you engage these discussions. You know, I can tell you that uh, the staff that I'm on here in Virginia, where I where I live, you know, this summer during the riots, you know, we our staff is roughly half and half African American, Caucasian, and you know, we had a very honest discussion amongst ourselves about how we were going to you know talk about this you know deal with this and it was uh it was it's a good conversation that we had but you know it's it's a tough thing to do and so i'm wondering if you could sort of help coaches who are you know facing facing having to talk with their kids or when their kids come to them and, and ask questions about about issues of race about equality you know, how do you deal with that as a coach? Because, you know, handled well, it can really bring a group together. Handled poorly, it can blow things up. I think first and foremost, they got to know you're honest and sincere, and most importantly, just real about the situation. And then I think you have to be educated on the circumstances of all events. And that's where, you know, me growing up in the South, and also now, you know, most of my predominant of predominantly my close friends are African-American. So I lean on them. So I'll call them, I'll send them um, messages on Twitter or we'll meet on a Zoom or something like that as we've done with the Coastal for Change movement. And then I'll just ask them questions. And I'll just say, hey, I even had a question when we first started this and you know, I'm from the South Georgia and I'm, my best friend is a black man from um, Alabama. And so we're very comfortable in talking about anything we need to talk about. But I, the first question I asked was, do I use African-American or do I use the word black? And it was a mixed bag. And then, but going back to the kids, I think you just got to give them a platform. We sat down in a room on a Zoom and I just started asking them questions. I said, does anybody, it was as simple as, does anybody have anything to say or they need to get anything off their chest? And that's how it first got started. And then we just kept on and kept on and kept on and kept on. And then, then it turned into individual conversations. Then it turned into two or three conversations with two or three kids. And they just got to know you're sincere and real about it, but they, un they really got to understand or know and feel that you're real about it and you're educated about it and you want to help them. How long has Coaches for Change been around? Oh, it's probably almost a year now. So we, I think started, we started right, right when the um, pandemic hit, I believe. Okay with the with the thought process of it okay and how many folks are involved with this now well our first zoom we've had two zooms so far <clears throat> our first zoom i think we had 185 people on at one time and really then, and then it watered down to about i think 95 and then we stayed online for like three hours the first night so it turned in at the very end of it, i think there was like 22 of us left but those 22 are the people that i still stay in, in contact almost every day on Twitter or I call some of them or we talk to some of them. And what we want to do is expand that and expand that into a podcast where we interview people and just talk about the, the issues of injustice and inequality and stuff of that nature, but also just broaden that message and, and invite anybody that wants to see, even if you are against it. And I would say against Coaches for Change, but if you're against equality and social justice, just come on and listen to us and let, let us listen to you and let us have a conversation without guns and violence and hatred and 
and you know, inflammatory words and stuff like that. Let's just have the conversation and keep the conversation moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, and so the coaches who are involved with this, uh, where are they from? Are they from all over the country? Or? They're from all over the place. Really? We've even had a guy in, in um, France try to get on the Zoom. We had some connection issues. We had one from Germany. We had a couple from Canada and, and everybody else in the States. And how did you solicit the first couple of calls? How did you get the word out about the group? We just used my Twitter and just started talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And I had a panel of, I think it was seven people from around the country. And then we just kept retweeting it and retweeting it word of mouth. And then it came to what it became. And then we started selling t-shirts with customer chains on it. And now we got masks because of the pandemic. And the majority of that money goes to EJI. A lot of people keep asking me how much we've done. We've donated several thousand dollars, but it's been the first couple was under my name. But then I told my wife, I don't want people thinking I'm doing this for a pat on the back or anything. So now everything we donate to them now is anonymously. Because okay. I don't say, oh, he's doing this for this or whatever, whatever. But we've donated qu quite a few thousand dollars to their program. Now, do you have, um, is Coaches for Change a, a 501 nonprofit or uh, yeah all we're doing right now is just selling t-shirts and stuff off of my twitter okay all right we never, we never even thought about it being as big as it is right now much less even bigger than what it might be so so safe to say you were surprised by the response that you got early on exactly because we i thought it would just be local coaches to be honest with local guys that i knew from here in west palm and in tampa where i coached and back home in georgia i thought it would just be a, a bunch of guys that i knew and then now some of my closest people that I talk to every day, I've never met them face to face. It's just on Zoom and Twitter. Well, um, so what are your next steps? Where do you see this going? Like our, our motto pretty much is keep the conversation going. We just want to make sure we continue that process. And then, just, you know, we're, like I said, we're trying to do a podcast and one of my close friends I work with in Tampa, we're trying to get together and, and form that podcast where to be, he's a black male and I'm a white man, of course. So we want to come together and have two different sides of it where everybody seems they get something out of it and where it's not feeling like it's force fed from one side or the other. And then, you know, we just want to have more Zooms and bring more people in. And eventually we want to we get the kids involved. We want to do Zooms for the kids around the country where they can have a form to come when they speak freely without being judged or feeling insecure by themselves and just where they can have their peer group around them, but still get the word out and, and educate them while they're educating us and see what their temperature is about the situation and see what we can do for everyone, not just coaches or not just kids, just everybody, because we all need to understand what's going on. Do you think this is something that coaches who are interested in doing? Is this something that they should attack first as uh, you know come up with a strategy and, and talk about it as a team or is it better really to uh, to develop those individual relationships with players and talk one-on-one -on -one and just kind of let things evolve organically from there i think it depends on first and foremost the coach and the the teams how they feel about one another how closely they are because each program is different but i think you can easily go from one conversation to one conversation, or you can sit down in an open forum and talk about it. But I think you just got to gauge what works best for your program. I think both are really positive, but I can see where a group discussion in some area might not be the best, or I can see where a one-on-one -on -one discussion might not be the best because one-on-one -on -one 
discussion could be misconstrued as, you know, you're trying to force feed your, your beliefs on someone as opposed to a group setting where it's everybody we're talking just amongst ourselves. And I try to take the head coach part out of it when I talk to my kids about stuff like this. Like I tell them, this is the man talking to a group of young men. I don't want you to feel any kind of way or like you, you have to do what I'm telling you. I'm just telling you from my side of the viewpoint, and then I'm trying to get their viewpoint, and then I'm trying to do what's best for them first and foremost, and then just broaden that out to everybody else. Uh, of, the, of the coaches who are involved with this right now, what's the number one concern you hear from them? I think that they think that when we see something on the news and when we see that it stays relevant for three to four days or to a week or to two weeks, and then it just disappears. I think that's their concern. I think that's all of our concerns because it seems like as soon as something happens, it stays in the media for a certain amount of time. And then when it goes away, everybody else's opinion goes away. And then just like now, when, when the George Floyd and stuff like that happened, it, it stayed in, in the spotlight, stayed in the spotlight, stayed in the spotlight. And then it sort of like disappeared. And then here comes football season. Here comes high school football season. So now everybody's getting busy. So that's when we just kept on Twitter, like keep the conversation going. That's all it's about. Just keep the conversation going. You don't have to do anything outside of the scope of your ability. Just keep the conversation going. It might be one person a day you, you have a conversation with. It might just be one comment. It might be simple as retweeting something to keep something relevant. We're not trying to be flammatory. We're not trying to you know, cause any problems. We're just trying to get what's true and what's right out in the open. Uh, was there anything in your in your past that really kind of sensitized you to these issues? I was just taught to always do right and always treat people with common courtesy and decency and, you know, playing football and then being in the military and going overseas a couple of times in the military and now coaching. I, I'm around a melting pot of people on a, throughout my whole entire life. So I've never been in a location where it's predominantly white, it's predominantly black, it's predominantly this or that. It's just... I've always been around a mixed bag of people. So I've always prided myself on, I can have a conversation with this group, this group, and this group, and I can bring all those groups together and there's no animosity, no ill will. And if anything is done wrong to those groups or anybody, I feel a certain type of way about it. I feel I need to do something about that. I wish more coaches got involved from this area. We have a handful. Okay. I wish all of them would get involved in some way in the culture. We coach the same kids. So okay. I wish it was a little bit more on their part, but I can't make anybody or force anybody sure. to do something. And, that, and that's not saying they're doing something wrong. It's just I wish more would come to the forefront and be a part of it. Okay. Okay, terrific. So, um, uh, you know, I really appreciate uh, you taking a few minutes to, to, to talk to me about um, Coaches for Change. Can you tell folks uh, how they can get involved, how they can uh, learn more about it and, and, and uh, you know, get involved with what you're doing? The easiest way is going to my Twitter. It's at Chat and Keith on Twitter. And just, I mean, there's, it's pinned to my page. I mean, there's shirts and masks. And we just keep providing the message. We keep putting things out there. We talk about our Zoom. We talk about our kids. We talk about social events. We talk about things that are happening in the news and stuff of that nature. I mean, there's a lot of football stuff on my Twitter as well because I'm a football coach, but sure. it's, pinned, it's pinned to the very top of my Twitter. So it's the first thing you see. The background of my Twitter is the Coaching for Change logo. 
And it's just like, if they, if they message me on there, I mean, I'll give them all the stuff. But if you just go to EJI.org and you'll see everything you ever want to see about inequalities of social justice and stuff of that nature. And you'll probably want to get involved because it's so it's needed. And the people over at EJI do such a great job. They just sent me a calendar and the calendar, it, it was just mind blowing because every single day of every of the whole year has something of some kind of inequality or injustice that happened in the history of African-American society. And it, it was just mind boggling. I got so sad I had to close it because I started reading the stuff and it, it was just very depressing, but it, it's so unique to what's going on right now in our country that, that everybody needs to be a part of this if they so desire. Well, and I think you're right. You know, one of the things that is, uh, I think, so important uh, in every aspect of our life, right, is to is to listen and to be open and to and to hear and to really understand what people have traditionally have not had a voice uh, in in traditional history books and such. Uh, what's going on there? It, it does have a way of changing the way you look at things a little bit. Um, Keith, I really appreciate your time today. Um, uh, and, and for folks who are listening in uh, uh, Keith's uh, Twitter account, uh, Chatton Keith is C-H-A-T-T-I-N-K-E-I-T-H. Uh, so by all means, go over there, uh, join along and, and stay at top of what he's doing. Uh, Keith, thanks so much for the time today. And, uh, you know, my hat's off to you, man. Uh, doing something like this takes courage uh, and doing it organically. Uh, you know that's 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 quite a job. Uh, so my hats off to you for taking the initiative, and and I appreciate you taking a little bit of time to talk to my folks today about uh, what you're doing. I really appreciate you having me. Thanks. Thanks a lot.